Well, good evening. Praise the Lord, brothers. Uh, this uh, is a monthly time, uh, Monday night, to have some um, a continuous, continuous fellowship um, regarding our uh, advance in the church life in these days. Um, I do have a particular burden. Actually, this burden is not just meant for you in the in Northern California. Uh, I wish this burden would go out to all the churches, um, indeed all the saints in the churches. It's not just something meant for uh, so-called leading or responsible brothers. This is a need of the recovery in the USA at this juncture uh, in the coming coming years, in the coming years. If the Lord would give us a, uh, by his grace and mercy, a breakthrough, a, uh, a uh, major uh, serious breakthrough in this matter, then I can assure you the Lord's recovery will have a way uh, to advance. And um, I have been uh, struggling with this for a long time, a burden about this for a long time. Um, But I think now is the time uh, to to speak this forth. Um, I do not mean this is something... uh, excitingly new or something that we have not talked about before, but surely it is something that has happened to us. Something has happened to us in this country. Um, um, Many years ago, many decades ago, um, causing the recovery to be weak, to be inadequate, uh, in this very matter. So tonight I'm going to use some verses and uh, <clears throat> and we'll just not in a way, again, of exposition or study, but in a way of really discharging a burden. Um, <clears throat> so I start with uh, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 through 16. Uh, you can follow if you have the Bible with you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, with what shall it be salted? It is no longer good for anything except to be cast out and be trampled under foot by men. Now, uh, here I would just kind of jump to, for a moment, to uh, a similar uh, uh, speaking in the book of Luke. That would be in Luke 14, uh, verse uh, 34 and 35. Let me read Luke now. Therefore, salt is good, but if even the salt becomes tasteless, with what will its saltiness be restored? It is fit neither for the land nor for the manure pile. They will throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So you just keep those two verses in mind. I come back to Matthew 4. You are, verse 14, you are the light of the world. 
It is impossible for a city situated upon upon a mountain to be hidden. Verse thirteen, uh, fifteen. Nor do men light a lamp and place it under a bushel, but on the lampstand, and it shines to all who are in the house. And finally, verse sixteen. In the same way, let your light shine before men, so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in the heavens. Now, I want to.、Um, I'll、draw your attention to one thing that even only、uh, recently that I I uh, I uh, noted, and that is of course、uh, this passage.、Uh, these four verses occur in what Christianity would call the Sermon on the Mount, given by the Lord Jesus on the hill and、uh, to the disciples. And Brother Lee would call this. The constitution of the kingdom. That would be Matthew five, chapter five through chapter seven, and this whole section called、uh, this whole constitution of the kingdom is divided in the outline in the recovery version into different sections. Firstly, it talks about、um, the very start, you know, with those verses on blessed are this, blessed are that. It It concerns that section concerns the nature of the kingdom people, and here immediately after that you have the second section concerning the influence. Now keep that word in mind: the influence of the kingdom people. And after this, it is after this that the Lord spoke concerning、uh, the kingdom people. And how they should relate to material riches, right? And then,、uh, excuse me, before that, the law of the, this kingdom constitution, this higher law, the kingdom law um, uh, for um, the kingdom people. Then it gets into the righteous deeds, the deeds of the kingdom people. Then it talks about. Uh, the kingdom people's relationship with material riches, and finally, it would talk about the principles of how kingdom people would deal with others, would be with others, and of course, all these uh, six uh, sections are absolutely essential. I actually think sometimes we need to just、uh, speak to the saints again, especially many younger saints. Have uh, uh, no uh, uh, not impressed enough about how we should live today and conduct ourselves today as God's kingdom people. This has to do with the kingdom life that we're living today. Now, what I'm impressed with tonight, and what I want to draw your attention to tonight, is this: right after the Lord talked about the nature. Of the kingdom people, you know what kind of people these、uh, these people are. Immediately, he talked about their influence. Their influence. That means the Lord is very, very concerned. The Lord is pays much attention to how the kingdom people would、uh, be an influence would affect. The world around them and 
especially the people around them. Today, on Instagram or whatever, you have these influencers, right? Uh, some some little girl or some little boy or some man or some woman. They become influencers in in fashion in in uh, uh, in uh, 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 some kind of a, a workout or some kind of a uh, music or, or instrument, whatever it is, they become influencers. Well, God's intention is that we, the kingdom people, would be today's influencers, influencers in this world. Nothing less than this. We all should have a following. We shall all have an effect, an effect. Uh, to those around us, we should attract people to follow us, to become, to be influenced by us, and to become like us in a very positive sense. This is the second section. I hope you can pay attention to this before he talk about anything else. We ought to be such an influential people in the world today. Think about it. And especially we who are in the Lord's recovery, we surely have seen something of the kingdom. We know we all have received the kingdom seed. We have the kingdom life. And uh, in every way, we should live as if we are in God's kingdom. And so there should be a kind of particular influence emanating from us, coming out of us. But I like to say today, uh, brothers and uh, brothers, that more or less the Lord's recovery is not strong in this influence, has reduced its influence in the last 50, 60 years since the Lord's recovery came to this country. It used to be that that this influence coming out of the saints, the believers in the Lord's recovery was absolutely powerful. Um, uh, their living, their word, their deed uh, in their community. I remember and brotherly remember especially that in those Elden days, the Elden Hall area was a sanctified area. Uh, you know, the crime and, and, uh, and law and order and all these things, it was a special place. We have an absolute influence in, in those blocks surrounding the Elden Hall. It is true. It is real. I was there. It was after we left Elden Hall, and later on we sold it, that it becomes a different kind of a place. Uh, brothers, um, we have somewhat lost uh, that influence until now. I would not say we have no influence, but compared to those days, surely compare to what God's standard is, surely compared to the Lord's teaching here, we are not measuring up. That is how I feel honestly. And I feel things have to change. And now is the time for, the, for things to change. Not later, not for another some decades, but now. Now, at this point in time, in America. I actually hope that not only us, all the Christians, all of the Lord's believers will exert their influence. Isn't that the word exert? 
that means you don't, by default, influence people. You don't willy-nilly influence people. You exert influence on people because of what you have or because of what you have seen. You you want others to benefit from what you have to to really um, 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 get the profit of what you have experienced. So you want to influence them in a good way. So we want to exert such influence. So now. To talk about this burden, I feel Matthew 5, these verses are excellent, are the right verses. So here in this verse, the Lord talk about us kingdom people uh, using two metaphors. Number one, as salt, as the salt of the earth. And number two, as the light of the world. My, I think it is time for us to put these banners up on the walls of our meeting halls. You are the salt of the earth. Let us remind each other. You are the light of the world. Just let us just remind one another every day. That's what we are. Now the salt refers to our nature again. By nature, we are salty. Um, not only in the savory sense, you know, to uh, add uh, uh, savor to to food and what have you, but in particular, um, having the um, capacity, the ability to um, um, uh, what preserve food. Am I right? In the old days, they don't have freezers, refrigerator. They use salt to pre- preserve meat and other kinds of food stuff. Uh, so this, uh, the, the, the usefulness of the salt is not just for its taste, but because of its saltiness, it's able to what? To preserve things. And so the background here and the word here is about is this, that today... The whole world is a in is corrupted. Uh, starting with Genesis six in the days of Noah, it says the whole world is corrupt, filled with corruption and violence. Those are the two things: are lawlessness and violence. And it was corrupt to the uttermost, so that because it has all become flesh, that the spirit of God would not even strive with men. Dear brothers, today, isn't it the world we're in? Isn't this the America we're in? It is just straightforward corrupt. From Washington, D.C. to Wall Street to Main Street, it is just a corrupt situation. Whether you're high class, you're low class, whether you're a politician, you're a businessman or whatever, it is just corruption everywhere. This earth is corrupt. And what does the salt do? The salt's work is that it kills corruption. It, uh, it has the way to eliminate the germs. You know, what corrupts things eventually are the bacteria, the germs, right, that cause a piece of meat to, to stink, to, 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 uh, to become bad, to corrupt. And this is what's working. There is... A virus, talk about 
coronavirus. There are all kinds of viruses. There's all kinds of um, pathogens all over this earth for for a long time. Some are packaged in a nice way, other in a very, very gross way. It does not matter. They corrupt minds. They corrupt hearts. They corrupt people's behaviors. Uh, the 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 uh, moral um, uh, decadence that we see all around us is a huge sign, expression of this corruption, this evil and um, um, uh, 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 virus that caused the moral decay in our society. It's coming through the internet. Am I right? It's coming through the movies. It's coming through the music. It coming coming through straight from the uh, uh, the Washington D.C. Everywhere, brothers, it is a corrupt place. And um, to the 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 kingdom people, what are the kingdom people uh, doing on this earth? They are to be the salt of the earth, the salt of the earth. Our job, if you will, our commission, our function, if you will, as kingdom people on this earth, is to salt it. Wherever we go, we are salting society. We're salting the community we're in. We're salting the school that we're going to. We're salting our workplace where we have a job. We, we, we should be the salt of the earth. This, this is the Lord's word. This is the Lord's word. Now, the main thing immediately what the Lord says is that the salt has lost its function, lost its taste, it becomes tasteless, it lost its, the salty element, it still looks white, it's still the grains there, but it is un- incapable of killing anything. Uh, it's incapable of eliminating anything bad and he says what with what it will be salted it's almost saying that that's it it's good for nothing it could not be resalted again it's almost saying saying that it is no longer good for anything except to be cast out and trampled underfoot by man so i go go to luke right the book of luke there it says that if the salt it becomes tasteless and uh, and with what will this saltiness be restored? Then it says what it says it's neither fit for the land nor for the manure pile. If you read the footnote, Brother Lee's interpretation is the land refers to the church as God's farm. Now, these are speaking to disciples. This is a word to believers. This is not for unbelievers, okay? Unbelievers can never be the salt of the earth. But we are. And so here it says that it's not good for the church life, not good for the church. Neither is it um, uh, the church issues in the kingdom. That really means that we're not good for the kingdom. We're not commensurate with, uh, with, with the kingdom's decree, we're not up to the standard of the kingdom, the requirement of this kingdom. So we're not good for the kingdom, which is the church life today, isn't it? And nor is it good for the manure pile. What is the manure pile? It is simply hell. 
This is the lake of fire. It is a place, the, the, the most filthy, dirty place in the universe. You know, uh, 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 this is what, what is Satan's name called? Uh, the Lord of the Flies, am I right? And what does fly, flies love? You know, you know, I find flies uh, 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 when they find uh, poop, when they find manure, when they find these, these dirty things. That's where they hang out. That's where they gather. That's what they eat. They're extremely unclean, dirty, sinful. Brothers, brothers, that is the earth today. And if the salt have lost its function, it is not good for the kingdom. It is not good for hell. Why? Because we have been saved from hell. We, we, we have been saved from eternal perdition. So we, belong, we don't belong there either. But it says what? They will be thrown out. It will be cast out. What is that? It is speaking about the coming kingdom. Those kingdom people who did not stay salty and is an influence on this earth, they, have, they will be cast out. Um, uh, even as a kind of foretaste today, uh, those of us who have lost this influence, we're really not good for anything. We, we, in a sense, we are useless already. We have been, you know, John 15 says, if you don't bear fruit, you are cut off. You've been cut off already in experience. Now, for such to be cast out, they are just good to be trampled under the foot of man. Well, what is under the foot of man? Soil, dirt, the earth. You know what this is saying? This is a warning to us, brothers. That is, that is the only way for us to be the salt of the earth is for us to be delivered from the earth. What causes salt to lose a salt of the earth to lose its saltiness is it becomes part of the earth. It becomes part of the dirt, the soil under the foot of man. So today, brothers, this is a very, very simple, straightforward, and very clear word and warning to us. If we want to be the salt of the earth to have that kind of influence, we cannot be earthly. If we live like people on the earth, if we become earthly in our nature, if we become touched and defiled by the things of the earth, if we live like the worldlings on this earth, we will quickly lose our saltiness. We'll become the same as they are. You know, uh, the Chinese have a saying, if you are close to the, the, uh, the ink, black ink, you become black. If you are close to the, the red ink, you become red. It will spill on you. Somehow it will get on you. Who we hang out with, who we associate with, we will become like them. That's why in Second Timothy it says what? But you, right, man of God, flee youthful lust, am I right? And hang out and be with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, who pursue Christ as righteousness and peace and so on. So, brothers, if we would 
be part of this earth, if we just live like the this this earth, if we touch the things of this earth, we will become part of this earth. We'll become part of the soil, no longer salty. We have lost our function. I'm concerned today, brothers. There are some. There are saints. Well, one foot in the church and one foot where on the in the earth, and sooner or later you will be living a compromised life. You will be dirtied. You will be defiled. You will become earthly, if not earthy, in your nature. And when that happens, we're still Christians. We're still believers. We won't go to hell, but we, because we lost our influence, we will be put aside. And one day, when the Lord comes, we may be cast out to suffer something, to regain our saltiness, perhaps in that day. Dear brothers, I do not say this in a way to judge us, to condemn us. I'm filled with burden. You know, once upon a time, the Lord's recovery testimony was not earthly. It is out of this earth. It is apart from this. Earth. It is heavenly. And so, wherever we are, we have that kind of power of influence. We have nothing to do this earth, and so we are ready to salt it, to kill the germs around us, the corruption around us. And people can feel it, even when they come to our midst. They touch this. But I don't think we can boast anymore in such in the same kind of a way. We need to be separated, brothers. We need to be sanctified. We need to be truly people that belong to another kingdom. That is the kingdom of the heavens, and not of the earth. Now I have to go on, brothers, and 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 my burden, brothers, is today the saints. If all the saints will become such salt, that our church, our church life will be extremely salty, not in an offensive way, but in a effective, functional way. And that I will tell you, brothers, is a part of our testimony. The testimony of the house of God, the Church of the Living God, wherever we go. Now, the second part talks about us, the light of the world, and this light of the world speaks not to our nature; it speaks to our behavior. It speaks to our living. It speaks to our Conduct. It speaks to our speech. It speaks to what we do. It speaks to what can be seen by others in our lives, whether it's at、uh, in the job, whether it is at school, whether it's in our community, in our neighborhood. We, we, you are the light of the world, salt of the earth, light of the world. And of course, when it comes to this matter of light, there are plentiful verses that talk about this. I mean, I'll just give you one. Just again, this is in、uh, 
in Ephesians chapter 5. We all know this verse. For you were once darkness. We were not only once in darkness. The word is we were once darkness ourselves. But now you are now light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So today we are what? We are the children of the light, the children of the day. We are today light in the Lord. So the Lord's word here is speaking to the regenerated believers. You are now because of my life, myself as the light of life having come into you. You are today the light of the world. Brothers, we are light of the world. The world, this world that we're in, right? I don't need to talk about this age we're in. Again, may I say, if we are conformed to this age, you know, Romans 12, do not be conformed to this age. When, if, and when we are conformed to this age, this world that we're in, we will lose our living as light in the world. Conforming means our mind being conformed, our living being conformed, our, our looks being conformed, whatever it may be. And we will lose that behavior, that conduct, that living of a kingdom person. And instead of light, there will be no light. It won't be shining. It will be darkness. But this evening, in talking to you, I don't uh, want to emphasize that point, although this is a very important point. I want to emphasize something else here that the Lord emphasized. It says here, after he said, you are the light of the world, then he says this, it is impossible for a city situated upon a mountain to be hidden. The concern here is not the light losing its light, losing its shining capacity. That's not the concern here. The concern here is about it being hidden. Hidden. Not losing its light, but it, the light being hidden. So the first thing the Lord says is what? A city that is situated on a hill, it cannot be hidden. All eyes will look at it. You know, you go to Germany, you pass by this forest and you see this Huge big castle there, right? Am I right? There's no way to hide it. It is right there staring at you. In fact, it is built there to what? For all to see so that you can see everything around it. Brothers, we, the kingdom people, individually and collectively, is a city on set on a hill. Because this city eventually will become the new Jerusalem. But today it's the church. It's the church. The church should be upon a mountain not to be hidden. I feel, brothers, somewhat the Lord's recovery. Since some decades ago, we somewhat went into hiding. 
we somewhat went into hiding. At one time, we were bold, we were unashamed um, to tell people who we are, uh, to live the way we ought to live in an uncompromising way. Um, Then we were hit with a huge big turmoil that somewhat took that faith, that boldness, that uh, uh, from 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 us, it's like like a carpet pulled from underneath our legs. And then there's this outward strong assault or um, opposition from the direction of Christianity. Some of you young brothers don't know what we're talking about, how bad that was from without. And that also reduces our bonus. You know, we would name a cult. We were called the, the baddest, the worst kind of names. We were put into a book of cults right next to the worst kind of real cults. Um, we were belong with the Mormons. We, we belong with the Moonies. You know, in the old days, there's something called the Moonies. We 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 were even put next to the 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 uh, 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 what Jones uh, People's Temple. Um, um, I, I forgot. Uh, terrible terrible things in the seventies. We were we were. Uh, they convinced people that's what we were, and because of that, we. I used the word, we went underground. We went into hiding. We lost our boldness uh, because we were, we were maligned. Uh, we were libeled. We were uh, um, accused in this kind of a way. So a number of factors contributed to this. And so at one point, we somewhat, I used the word, went underground. The Lord's recovery is still here. It's still here because it is the Lord's recovery. The ministry of Brother Lee is still going on, even though Brother Lee himself and his ministry was blockaded all around. We even dare not tell people we follow this ministry uh, because immediately we we will be called all kinds of names. And so this kind of a thing, of course, today is a lot better. The Lord has given us some friends who have stuck their necks out and spoke on our behalf. The situation today is better compared to the 80s, no doubt. No doubt about this. But, my brothers, I feel that we have never returned to the initial condition where we what we were so unhidden so exposed so visible so seen without having to apologize you know all this kind of persecution somewhat muzzled us up even in the campus for many years once upon a time the moment we they asked who where are you from who are you what books are you reading? The next thing, they will pass the word. 
Witnessly and the local churches are here, are in town. Get away from them. They are cultic, etc., etc. So we became somewhat that way for a long time. Now, the Lord's word here is, it's impossible for a city on a hill to be hidden. Then he said, what? Nor do a man like a lamp and place it under the bushel. So there's no problem with the shining of the lamp. The problem is it is put under a bushel. You know, the bushel is something that measures grain and so on. Somewhat by implication that we refers to what the anxieties of life, making a living, all the, these things, maybe legitimate things, but it has a way to cover up, cover up our, that lamp, the shining of that lamp. It should be put on a lamp stand. Here again, you see uh, the church life again. The church is the, our, is the lamp stand right, in Revelation. The light should be on the lampstand. We, as the light of the world, should be on a lampstand like that pillar in First Timothy 3 of truth. We should be light on a lampstand to what? To shine to all who are in the house. And then it says, in the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see. See, this is where the idea of behavior comes in. They can see your good works. These good works clearly refers to the virtues of Christ, the living out of Christ in his righteousness, in his right uh, holiness and 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 and. and and uh, his compassion and so on, all the virtues of the Lord we live out. And glorify your Father who is in the heavens. Those people who would see our expression of Christ, which is our glorification of Christ, which is our testimony of the Lord, they will then give glory to the Father, which means they will be brought to the Father to worship the Father and to give glory to him. In other words, that this influence here, this influence here, the salt is to kill, to eliminate, right? Uh, to clean, right? Um, uh, to dis- uh, decontaminate. That is the salt's function. But the light's function is simply to shine, to shine. Um, in darkness. Uh, by shining in darkness, what? We eliminate darkness. We cast out the darkness and we bring light, the light of life to the world, to the people in the world today. This implies our, the gospel very, very much. The gospel, the word of the gospel. Well, how, how can I say this? Well, I think it should have by now come to your mind. And that is Paul's word in Philippians 2. You remember that? Verse 15. That you may be blameless and guileless, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine as luminaries in the world. 
Paul's word here. That today, as far as our nature, we should be godless. As far as our behavior, we should be blameless. We should be children of God. Without blemish in the midst of this very crooked, very perverse, very corrupt generation. And that's the generation we're in today. The society around us today here in America. Among whom we shine as luminaries in the world, right? These stars, these planets, reflecting uh, the stars, reflecting the sun to what? To give light uh, in darkness, in the night, in the world today. So, brothers, this is the influence. This is the influence of the kingdom people to shine. And by shining, by shining, it dispels the darkness and it draws people to the light. And that light is simply the Lord and simply God himself. And I'll give you just one more verse here. And you should have thought about this verse as well. And that is First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you were, are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people acquired for a possession, so that you may tell out the virtues of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the same thought here. We all have been called out, haven't we, brothers, out of darkness, the satanic darkness, darkness itself, into God's marvelous light, and that light is simply the Lord, the light of the world, the original light of the world. And so that what? So that today we can be what? We can tell out, tell out, tell out means announce, proclaim, preach, declare, make known the virtues of him who has called us. So our work here today is to what is to what as light as children of light to shine to speak to display um, the virtues of Christ either in word or indeed indeed this word actually when it says um, tell out. Actually, it means more than just tell out. It means what? It means to proclaim abroad. I mean, widespread. Widespread. That's why we need to go to the heartland. We need to go to the southeast. We need to go to the Midwest. We need to migrate. We need to go to Europe, Germany. What are we doing? We're here to tell out the virtues of this Christ, to speak the word of truth, to, to preach the gospel of salvation and to live out the Lord Christ in our living as we go. So, brothers, I, uh, that's all the, the scriptures that I would use tonight. As you can see, uh, there's a real burden within me, not only for Northern California, really, for the churches in the USA. 
I told the brothers, actually, every church in the United States, by now maybe between 250 or 300, which is not much more than 20 years ago, sorry to say. But anyway, we still have that many churches in this country. I'm burdened not just about the number of churches, but the influence of the churches in their respective community or locality. So I said that all these two, three hundred churches, every church should be a GTCA church. Every church where we are, because we're all the kingdom people and we're all living the kingdom life, the church life. And so wherever we are, if we live this way, if we are really separated, if we are non-conformed to this world, if we are one with Christ, if we live out his holy life and righteous life, if we are really there as God's kingdom people in God's kingdom, then, brothers, we will have this kind of influence. We will salt our city, our neighborhood, wherever we are. And not only that, we will have, we will shine. We will bring light. You know, whenever we talk about light, we talk about the word is the light. The entrance of the word gives light. We always talk about the truth being light. The gospel is the gospel of glory, right? In the face of Jesus Christ, the shining from Christ's face, which we behold every day, am I right? And reflect every day. So brothers, if we are really living in this way, then the church life, the churches will shine. Really, really, they will be the golden lampstands shining there. So this is my burden. My burden is, brothers, how about we declare, we believe and declare, the days of hiding is over. The days of an underground existence is over. The days of being ashamed of the gospel and this ministry is over. I like to tell you, to my knowledge, because I serve in Bibles for America, so you, you, we have our finger a little bit on the pulse of the population in this country. And uh, we contact Christians here and there. I will tell you, today is not like the 70s and 80s. Most people don't know a thing about the local church. Most people have never heard about Witness Lee. There are still certain opposing factors there, but they have been uh, to some degree neutralized and turned around with some of our dear Christian brothers and friends because they spoke up um, for the fact 
that we are bona fide believers. Am I right? We may not see eye to eye in all the doctrines, but we are genuine believers of the Lord. We are blood washed. We are spirit regenerated. We are true children of God, just like they are. No problem. But somewhat, what the Lord has given to us is what is still hidden. The high gospel that the Lord has given to us, the truths that the Lord has given to us, somehow has not reached to that many. To that many. 330 million Americans. Okay? Sinners, how many? Seekers, how many? There are many, many. For us, for us in the Lord's recovery, we have the very best. We have the full gospel of Jesus Christ, not just the partial. We have the truth from the most basic to the highest peak. Brothers, we have all this. It is just unthinkable. It is just um, unbelievable that we would have inherited all of these things. But brothers, they're not to be hidden. They're not just to be put in a storehouse, a warehouse. It is to be what? It is to be propagated by us, shine out in our life, apply by us, and offer by us to people. Offer by us to people. I think uh, now I, I remember that word. Uh, uh, where Where is this verse? Uh, uh, in Philippians, is that right? Yeah, the, the, the verse I read in Philippians, where it talks about, um, uh, you know, I didn't read this verse. After it says, you shine as luminaries in the world, it says, holding forth the word of life so that I may have a boast in the day of Christ that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Should the Philippians live in this way, Paul will have a boast in the day of Christ. And he exhorted the Philippians to what? To hold forth. That word hold forth in Greek means applying, presenting, offering. I like these three words. Today, all the truth that the Lord has given us, brothers, let us apply them. Shall we? Let us apply them. Don't just let it sit in your head or just in the Holy Word or just in your uh, notes. Let us apply them. Itero is coming up in a couple of days. Eight more messages will be given. Are we going to just listen, take notes, and just talk to each other about it? I think the need today, brothers, for us is to apply what we hear. Apply what we hear. You hear a message, apply it. Do it. Don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. This is our lack today. Then it says, present it. Present it. We need to present it to others. The, all these riches we have received. Present it to the saints. Present it to the believers. And then finally, it means to offer it. To offer it. Offer what? Offer to the sinners. 
offer to the world, offer to the people. College students should offer them to their schoolmates in universities. Even our junior high and high school brothers and sisters, they should offer to their friends in in their high school and and junior high schools. Really, I mean that. Those of us who work in in companies in in different uh, industries or workplaces, we should uh, we should offer what we have. That means we don't hide them. We don't. Keep them to ourselves. We don't just store them up. We freely offer them. Offer them. And I am just so burdened, brothers. Uh, I will tell you, my hand on the pulse. Okay, tells me, USA right now is in a surprisingly open condition, with all the problems, all the unrest, all the mayhem. All the division, all the um, my lawlessness and corruption, and all the things, many people actually see it, and they have no way out, no way out of it. There's no answer. There's no solution. The only solution is still Christ. The only solution is still the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only solution to all these lies swirling around us is still the truth, the unique truth, the truth of God and the truth in His Word, and we have this, and the world needs this. The Americans are looking for this, brothers. It's time for us, actually, for all of the Lord's believers, to speak forth. You know, uh, brothers. Uh, in a particular way, I use this as an illustration, as a case in point. Actually, how over many decades, you know, all this kind of、uh, liberal ideology has just been pervaded and 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 infused and 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 put into our young children. Am I right? Including our own children, you go to a public school. That's what you get, especially in liberal California. It is mandated. It is what it is. The curriculum and putting them all this anti-God philosophy, all this atheistic ideology, and、uh, and all this kind of stuff, and. That started in the sixties and seventies. It's Satan's master plot to change, to ruin, to corrupt this country at least through education. He is smart to work on the minds of the young generation, and he succeeded. Today, what we see, so many things happening, is a direct result of that. And many of our children today are under still under that kind of strong influence. Their minds are pickled with it. They may believe in the Lord. They may even love the Lord. But the minds, the minds, have been what have been saturated with this. Now, what is my point? My point is, for a, quite a while, I've been debating myself. What do we do about that? 
What, what can we do about that? Well, pull the children out of school or homeschool them or send them to some other kind of schools, religious schools or whatever. What, what, what is the way? Well, I'm sure there are many different strategies. But this, from my angle, as a brother in the church, as one bearing some burden, you know, for the young generation, I'm increasingly rebuked by the Lord or convicted within. And that is, why don't you speak up? Why don't you speak the truth? Why don't you let and allow this to happen? Why don't you counter it? But no, the political correctness pressure is so strong. You say certain wrong kind of words, you'll be ridiculed. You'll be put down. You'll be maligned. So I am now more and more burdened. If I am really a minister of the Lord, then I should be a faithful one. And a faithful minister does not compromise the word of God. I have to speak what is in the word. As it is. Whether you like it or you do not like it, it is the word of God. Brothers, I just use that as an example. This whole world is purveying or selling us a lie, a big lie. I don't mean just the fake news or whatever you call it. I'm talking about the whole, what? The whole cosmos is one big lie spin as a web by Satan. Everything is a lie. The only truth is God, is in Christ, is the Bible, the word of God. And it's time we, the believers, the kingdom people, the Christian, speak forward, speak up the truth. We should firstly apply it to ourselves. We should present it to our children. Am I right? And we should offer it to the world, to, to the people around us. And we should not be afraid of that. I will not be muzzled when it comes to the truth. I have certain rights as a citizen in the United States, don't I? It's called freedom of speech. I'm protected. Second Amendment. I have a freedom to worship. Am I right? Brothers, Brother Lee, she said, I love this country of USA because of this right. And especially, we're not abusing this right to go and speak nonsense. You know what I mean? Speak crazy things. Speak some more lies. No, we're here to speak the truth. Brothers, the Bible is the truth, the word of God. All this truth given to us, people need the truth. And they shall know the truth and the truth will set them free. Brothers, if we don't speak the truth, they will continue to be shackled and imprisoned by the lie. They need to be delivered. 
And we need to be the light that shine forth, that shine forth. Oh, how I like to see all the local churches in America, in Northern California, really be lampstands. And every saint, a light, not under the bushel, but on a lampstand, giving light to the whole house. Every church, a city on a hill, unapologetically, and without shame, we are what we are. And we know who we are, and we know what has been given to us. So finally, in Acts, after the angel saved, I think, Peter or out of the prison, he said, go, go and speak the words of this life. You know, I uh, recently saw another little clip, just a short clip of Billy Graham, Brother Billy Graham, you know, this American evangelist who died a few years back. My, when I was listening, it was just like 10 seconds of one of his crusades in, in the U.S. You know, I just, I was listening. You know, this is in the 50s, 50s. That clip is in the 50s. At the most 60s, most likely 50s. I said, Lord, thank you. You raised up that man and kept a whole generation. And he became, you know, very close to various presidents. And he, in his way, I'm not saying this man is perfect, but this man exerted influence on this nation. Starting with those in power, all the way to the little people in the stadium. He exerted the influence. Without Billy Graham, I'll tell you, this country is long gone will be far, far worse than today, long time ago. One man speaking, holding up his light, protected a nation, preserved a nation for the Lord. I would even say for the recovery to come to this country. Brother Lee respected Billy Graham, Brother Lee, I do too. Nowadays, the so-called, these clergymen, it's not the same standard, not the same standard. And in that 10-second clip, my, he was just preaching, a, what, a, 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 a sermon or something, a, 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 a gospel sermon or something. He talked about we need to live for Jesus Christ. We need to die for Jesus Christ. Even we don't dare speak that in the, preaching the gospel. He spoke like that. The power in his word. The, 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 the conviction uh, that comes from that power. No wonder, no wonder. So many were saved, and so many themselves were delivered from darkness and transferred into the kingdom of light. 
so many were drawn to God. Where is Billy Graham, the Billy Graham today? Brothers, there may not be another Billy Graham, but there are still many, many one-talented ones like us. And I say this, not only for us, even to Christians not in the recovery, I will say the, say the same thing. Rise up. Speak. Proclaim. Live out Christ. And speak forth Christ. This is what the world needs today. This is what the world is waiting for today. Brothers, that's all I can say. What should you do? I don't have any formula for you. Again, I don't have any steps to tell you. But I do feel the recovery needs a turn. Needs a full turn and change. To realize, by realizing just what kind of nature do we possess? as salt of the earth? And what kind of functional behavior should we have as the light of the world? I just hope churches, big, small church, you will not, we will not be in hiding, you know, hiding in a meeting hall, hiding in this place. Nobody even know we exist. It's time we... Give out the tracts. Am I right? It's time we send out the videos. It's time we speak to people. Uh, here, the emphasis is not how many people we saved, how many, what number we gained. That is in some other portions. Here is talking about the influence. And when we speak, the Lord will follow us and there will be an influence. There will be. My, if we have 25,000 saints here, uh, even if 5,000 saints would be like this, oh, USA will be turned upside down, especially with the truth that we have. You know, we speak to the top management, executive of the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. And these top people, number of them say they're um, the people, Christian, they admire. On the top, on the top. The books that they read, that they got help from. Watch my knee. Watch my knee. Uh, sit, walk, stand. You know these old books, right? Normal Christian life. Uh, the release of the spirit, the breaking of the outer man, those books. I was very thankful, very happy. But at the same time, I say, when will some people say, Witnessly.
you know, you cannot see behind me. I am, I have my whole set of witnessly collected works, 112 volumes or whatever it is. It's not even, my, my, my uh, bookshelf is not long enough for it. Where are, where, when will the people appreciate Witness Lee's books? Because they've been blockaded. The enemy's work. Why won't we be going? Giving away the Bibles. That's why we started Bibles for America. Why won't we give away the Bibles? Give away the books. Help them to enjoy these books. This is to the seekers. And to the sinners or nominal Christians, we have also too much in this ministry to speak to them. And we are packaging them now at BFA. Am I right? In the form, so many forms, in the blog pose, in the, in the, uh, uh, and so on. I just read the last volume of Watchman Nee's collected works. And that's given in 1949 and 1950 in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. And I can tell you my grandmother was there to hear his speaking and witness Lee speaking. There were two main burdens that these two brothers had. Mainly Watchman Nee and followed by Witness Lee, who put the church in order, set up the eldership and then the services, and then the church in Hong Kong. In those days, two things. This is a revival. There was a revival sweeping through Hong Kong by Watchmanese visit. Number one, the rising up of the function of every member. That sounds to me like the priesthood the universal priesthood. Number two, number two, the powerful, strong, constant preaching of the gospel. You put two, these two together, it sounds to me like the priesthood of the gospel. And this is exactly what a strong burden I have in these days, that in the churches, in the recovery, in this country especially, there would be a rising up of this corporate priesthood, of the gospel. All of them will be the light of this world and the salt of the earth. So I speak this to challenge you. I speak this to motivate you, brothers, in your respective localities, small, big, new, old, it does not matter. These are the times, even these are the days that the Lord has sovereignly arranged in the outward circumstance for us to make this turn, to come out from our hiding, to put in display in full presentation and offering of the light of the truth, of the word of the truth, the word of life, 
as, as the gospel of salvation. Brothers, you don't need to wait. You can do it now. We all do it. Twos and threes. We pray together nowadays, right? And we start listing out the names of our loved ones, families, relatives, workmates, um, schoolmates. And we pray for them together and ask the Lord to lead us which one we should approach and talk to. We can write emails to them. Today we don't need mail. We can text. We can call. We can Zoom. We can bring them to various Zoom gospel meetings, which are easy to do and it's borderless. You're You might have someone in the East Coast, no problem. Just three hours difference. Brothers, I believe by doing this, a revival, a renewal and revival will come to us. Shall we do this, brothers? Don't don't say no. (laughs) Please don't say no. Let us have faith. Let, Let our faith increase. Increase. Let us be bold. Those who know their God, brothers, let's show strength and take action. It can happen in Northern California. Look at all the fires. Yeah? Even these fires are just getting worse every year. They have to do something to people. Where is safety? Where is peace? Where is security? Amen.